0: Welcome back to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. This week, we're talking about what it takes to be an account executive at Orion. Orion employs more than 35 account executives across five regional offices. Because these roles are so essential for growing new business, we're constantly looking for motivated, top performing former and transitioning veterans to join our team. In today's episode, we're talking to Tim Sweeney and DJ Holder, senior partners with Orion. Both Tim and DJ have been with Orion for more than 10 years and started their careers here as account executives. Today we'll talk about ideal attributes for an account executive candidate, challenging and rewarding aspects of the position, and career progression. If you're interested in becoming an account executive, listen to this episode and send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Also, we recently launched this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, so if you enjoy listening, make sure you subscribe, share with a friend, and give us a rating. Thanks for listening. Hey,
1: Tim and DJ, thanks for joining today.
0: Hey, Megan, how are you? Thank
2: you,
1: Megan. Good. So before we get started, why don't we go ahead and just... Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, so DJ, all of you go first. Just tell me a little bit about your background with military experience and now your career with Orion
3: Sure. Um, so I spent my military time in the Marine Corps um, about six and a half years on active duty from the middle of' ninety five to believe it or not, September 11th 2001 was my last day on active duty. Um, I spent some time with, I was a communications guy. Um, I spent some time with Amtrak, and then also had an opportunity uh, to do a med, so see a lot of the European countries um, during my time on active duty. I left active duty in 01, um, and then undergrad and grad school. um, When I finished the MBA program I went through, I actually went to work as a financial advisor, um, and I did that for uh, about a year and a half. Um, after probably the first year really decided um, that, that that wasn't really for me and that I needed to find something else that, that I thought was a better match for me so in the um, summer uh, or spring I guess of 2006 I came to Orion as an accounting executive which is what we're discussing today um, I worked out of our Cincinnati office managing a portion of our business in the Midwest for about seven years Um, And then in 2015, uh, excuse me, in 2012, um, I moved from Cincinnati to Virginia Beach to take over uh, as what we call the regional sales manager. So now I'm responsible for all of the account executives in the northeast portion of the country.
1: Okay, great. Thanks for that, DJ. And Tim, can you give us a little background about yourself?
2: Yeah, sure, Megan. Uh, Naval Academy graduate. Upon graduating, I service-selected Navy surface warfare community. I was assigned to a ship out of San Diego, uh, USS Tarawa, where I uh, actually deployed in 2003 uh, for seven months and put the first Marines on shore for Operation Iraqi Freedom. So we were basically out to sea for you know, five, six months straight running operations in support of um, you know the initial invasion into Iraq. Um, Upon exiting the military, um, I, I got linked up with Orion, I went to one of Orion's hiring conferences and uh, was interviewed and offered the position, uh, again, that we'll be talking about today as account executive. Uh, so I've been with Orion now for uh, 13 years in November um, and started off, uh, like I mentioned, as an account executive, uh, promoted um, into a senior account executive, so so really um, within that account executive role for about... Uh, Ten or eleven years, um, and then was promoted to a strategic accounts manager, where I spent about um, just over two years in that role. Uh, and then here, uh, in January, actually was uh, again promoted to our director of strategic programs, and currently still supporting um, you know the account side where I work with companies, but my focus is more on on helping organizations develop uh, programs uh, or you know, a veteran recruiting strategy for the entire organization.
1: That's great. So, Tim, you mentioned that you came to Orion just through a Orion conference. DJ, was it the same for you, or did you hear about Orion through a different avenue?
3: Yeah, I actually have a, a little bit of an interesting story that I'll try to keep short. So when I left active duty in 2001, um, I was introduced to Orion through some friends of mine and went through the Orion process. Um, And at that time decided that um, the positions that were the right fit for me um, weren't the positions that I was attracted to. Um, So I decided that essentially I was offered technician type jobs and I was more interested in the leadership or sales type job. So I went um, to school full time, I finished my undergrad in about two years, and then I came back to Orion as a candidate the second time. that time was it was a very similar story I don't know why I thought that if I just went and got a bachelor's degree that would automatically make me more eligible <laughs> for senior roles um, so then I went to grad school and, and went to work at Edward Jones and actually came back to Orion a third time in, towards the end of 2005 um, and my experience was very similar that time I came to a conference uh, I still remember it like it was yesterday in Chicago um, interviewed with a group of companies and kind of made a connection with the Orion folks at the conference. Um, you, you know, I came to Orion as a candidate saying, you know, I have, a, I have an engineering degree and a leadership background. Um, I've worked in sales and um, sales isn't for me. You know, I don't care where I live in the country, just find me a good technical leadership job. Um, so two weeks later, I was a sales guy for Orion in Cincinnati.
1: Very cool. So third time's a charm.
2: And like the true story there is that we couldn't find a, another job or another company that would hire him, so we had to bring them on board ourselves.
1: <laughs> it was a sympathy offer. There you go. Very yeah,
2: good. So, couldn't, Iran couldn't
3: place so they hired me.
1: <laughs> so now that you're both in a position where you've been successful as an account executive and you know now you're kind of in the position where you're interviewing and hiring AEs. What are some of the things that you look for in an ideal candidate, whether it be their background, education, or what I would think would be most important are probably some of the personality traits that you've seen are successful?
3: Yeah, so I'll take that one first. Um, I do a lot of this. Um, you know, my team just, just here in Virginia Beach is nine, getting ready to become ten. Um, and I'm also involved in, in new A.E. hiring across the country as well as new A.E. onboarding and training. So I'm I'm very involved in identifying, hiring, and developing our new A.E.s. And, you know, my approach to it is, um, you know, there's no magic formula. It, it's pretty simple. Um, I'm a big believer that um, previous performance is an indicator of future success. Um, So when we're looking at people from active duty, we definitely look at those OERs and fit reps. Um, We definitely look for people that have been successful. You know, Tim's modest, so he didn't mention that he played basketball at the Naval Academy. Um, So we look for athletes. Um, We look for people that have, um, you know, company command or people that have excelled against their peers, both in the military or in athletics in another area. Because, quite frankly, we, we can take somebody that's, um, performed ahead of their peers and whatever they've done in the past and turn them into a great aid because performers are always going to do that. Um, it, it's, I look for um, smart people um, and I look for people that have a good work ethic. You know our job, oftentimes especially in the military um, you can have an excellent work ethic but be put in a position to where it's kind of mundane and routine depending on what your job is or what type of unit that you're responsible for. So sometimes you can't just look at a military candidate's resume and see, you know, is this this person a hard worker and a top performer or not? So you have to kind of dig at those things. Extracurricular activities growing up, uh, volunteer service, asking people, you know, asking candidates questions about what a long day means to them and stuff like that. Um, And then the final thing, and and probably the most important and maybe the most overlooked, is just the cultural match to the team they're going to work in. Um, we, we run our business, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping into a question you're going to ask in, in the future, but you know we we run our business um, and our team's very much like the military, and it's really important that everybody um, gets along, everybody respects each other, but more importantly, you know the the, the old um, "who do you want to spend a week in a fighting hole with" kind of analogy. So. Just summarize, people that are performers, they're smart, they work hard, and then we kind of run them around the circus when they're here in the office and at events just to make sure they're going to fit in with the team. Um, And I guess the one thing I would add to that is um, no particular education. Um, You know, we all like service academy grads because that shows some, some intelligence and work ethic. Um, I don't care what somebody's degrees in, I don't care what school they went to, I don't care if they have sales experience or they've been a recruiter or anything else. Those things are nice to have, but at the end of the day, um, we don't need any specific type of background to make a grade A.
1: Okay. Tim, anything to add to that?
2: <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I guess just a few things. I agree you know, 100% with, with everything DJ said. There's really not a tried-and-true formula for interviewing for this position. I guess I would start with, for, for anyone listening to, to our conversation today, that, you know, when I, I, I talked about coming through the Orion Hiring Conference, I felt that my career path would have led me more in a direction of operations based off my experience. Um, you know, I, I had experience managing people, maintenance operations environment, and, and I really didn't know what corporate sales, you know, was. So for for anybody you know that, that's looking first and foremost, um, I, I would say learn about what sales is first, um, and, and then what do we look for? We look for someone that has good communication skills. We look for people that want to be uh, you know paid for performance, or rewarded for performance. We look for competitors, um, as DJ mentioned, somebody that has a track record of success and, and is you know hungry to, to be successful. Um and, and then also somebody that wants to I and mean, you have the opportunity here, you know, within uh within Orion to, to run your own business. I mean you have autonomy to build your own book of business and make decisions. Um so we're looking for somebody that has the, the interest and the capability to do that as well.
1: Okay, those are great. So in your opinion, what is the most challenging aspect of being an account executive? <laughs>
3: um So, I'll touch on that as quickly as possible. Um, The the biggest challenge, I think, is just the shock of what people come from. Um, And what I mean by that is most candidates are introduced to Orion or introduced to us for the AU role in the conference format. So, um, you know, we get an opportunity to meet them face-to-face and they kind of see how our operation runs at conference. We have suits on our clients are there. Oftentimes we have keynote speakers or mixers. And, and um, for lack of a better way to put it, what we do looks very glamorous on the surface when you meet us at a conference. Um, and so when you come to work at Orion, you realize that, you know, maybe between 12 and 15 days out of the year are spit <laughs> at those conferences in that glamorous part of the job. And the majority, 90% of the job is in an office, in front of a computer, uh, making phone calls. Um, We do some visits on the road, which which most people enjoy, and we do try to get out and and get creative about how we prospect, but but make no bones about it. The majority of the AE job, especially in the first six to 12 months, um, is a lot of phone calls, and it takes a lot of discipline to come from um, whatever exciting career you had in the military, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles, to now come, and just sit behind a desk and stare at a computer every day. You you know, I came from an outside sales role, um, and and it was a real challenge for me at first to go from being outside and meeting people face-to-face every day to then sitting behind a desk.
1: Well, that kind of leads me to my next question. So, DJ, you mentioned, um, you know, conference only being a small portion of, you know, what the AEs are doing, at least over the course of a year. I know there's a lot of work that they're doing. On a daily and monthly basis, leading up to conferences. But what does a typical day look like for an account executive? Tim, you had mentioned that it needs to be someone that can kind of run their own business. So, I guess what do those two things mean? How do they work together? And what does a typical day look like?
3: Okay, and Tim, I'll, I'll go first, and then you can jump in. So, what a day look like looks like for an AE has a lot to do with where they are in their career. Um, so. When you're very new, um, you know, your first three months, three to six months, um, you literally come in in the morning, you know, we want your first call down range by 8 a.m. We want you making 75 calls a day. Um, you do spend some, so, so a good AE, their, their day when they're new looks like 8 to 9.30, you make phone calls um, from 1 to 2.30 and then from 4 to 5 or 5.30. We, we want about three 60 to 90 minute blocks a day. Um, in between those blocks they are doing research. Um, some of our current tools like LinkedIn and Indeed where they're trying to find um, new, new prospects to go after. Um, once they get a few months into the job and they do start having some um, active recs to work, if you will, um, so then they're receiving candidates from the recruiters and they're screening and prepping candidates for interviews and scheduling interviews Writing position descriptions, some some of that administrative work that goes from taking a, a new rec all the way to the point where where you place somebody into that job. Um, once you get further on in your career, let's say beyond a year, um, the most most difficult thing to find time for is that prospecting time. So you you get very busy, you know, like like Tim said, you're essentially running your own business. So you know, you have a, a territory, ours is, you know, North Carolina, north to Canada and west to Ohio. So we have a pretty good-sized territory. Um, a, a good AE over a year is probably working on, you know, 30 to 50 different wrecks at one time um, for 20 different companies. Some are coming to events. Some you're working through virtual or phone interviews. So there's a lot of moving pieces. um, that goes into what a, a senior AE does on a daily basis and then we you know just like any military unit we sprinkle training into that on a weekly basis Um, we do some you know meet a couple meetings we do a week so you kinda get in that rhythm where um, you know three blocks a day the rest of your time is jam-packed full of administrative work and trying to move a candidate from point a to point b that that's the oversimplified two-minute <laughs> version of what the day looks like <laughs>
2: Just to add to that, Megan, I think that that's as you progress. That's where the really the rewarding part of this job comes into play, which is working with you know your your clients on developing solutions to help them fill positions with you know quality candidates that have military backgrounds. Whether that be um, you know helping them fill just a few openings or uh, even going on site touring their facility. Um, getting to learn more about their operation. Uh, I can't tell you how many, and, and D.J., you know, we've been on quite a few visits together even, but how many different types of, you know, businesses that I've gotten a chance to see, whether it be, you know, just a simple manufacturing so, facility or, um, you know, some sort of office complex, um, and, and, and be able to then take that, that experience and, and, and bring that opportunity to the military community. That, that's the rewarding part of the position.
1: Okay, that's great, yeah, thank you. So, DJ, you had mentioned um, a senior account executive when you were kind of talking through your answer, and I know that both of you have obviously seen quite a bit of career progression since you've been at Orion, so what type of career progression could a successful account executive expect?
3: Yeah, so, um, you know, Tim and I are, um, are two examples of... Uh, but when you come into a sales role, if you stay in a sales capacity at Orion, at least to date, um, and, and you get promoted through the ranks, you're going to move into one of the two roles that Tim and I are in right now. So you can kind of compare it to the military in that you can get promoted out of the A role into the role that I have, which is more of a leadership type role. Um, you know, I have responsibility over training, development. I do have a, a revenue goal to hit and everything else but I don't have accounts that I manage personally. They all belong to my AE. so I manage or or I'm involved in much more of a a management or leadership capacity. Um, Tim's path, the strategic accounts path, is staying in, well, Tim, you talk about the strategic
2: accounts path. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as DJ mentioned, you went more of a leadership. You know, I had a choice um, to, you know, at a certain point in, in my career to look at do I want to uh, Head in that direction, or do I want to stay on the sales, you know, more in the sales capacity? And, you know, we have opportunities as you grow, um, you know, as an account executive, a senior account executive, and ultimately be considered for, you know, our strategic account management team, um, which, you know, as I mentioned in the introduction, is, you know, instead of working day to day tactical positions, you're now meeting with, you know, VP, vice presidents head of HR, head of talent acquisition, COOs, to uh, try and help them develop an overall strategy to bring veterans into their organization. So expand beyond just recruiting maybe for a position here or there and supporting through that capacity to now developing um, marketing programs, training platforms, uh, reporting metrics, and, and just, again, having an overall talent strategy for them.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So in terms of the senior account executive position, how long would an account executive tend to stay in um, kind of that first position that they're hired for before they move into the senior role? Is it typically a time period or is it more of a um, training process and just, you know, maybe having a certain book of business first?
3: Yeah, there's a couple things um, in response to that, that that we haven't addressed. So, one, um, moving into a senior account executive role requires a couple things. It requires a, a certain production level. Um, so it's an opportunity provided to our people that produce. Um, and, and there are also some training and checklist items that you must complete in order to move into um, the senior account executive role. Um, we also have um, partnerships programs at Orion. Um, So once you've been at Orion for a minimum of four years, you can be eligible um, to request entrance into the junior partner mentorship program. Um, That's a program that um, you must be voted on by the partners in Orion to enter. And there are a lot of factors that go into play. Production is certainly one of them, but your influence on the organization, how willing you are to help with projects and some of those other um, intangibles that we look for in people to be leaders in our company. Um, and then after you've been a junior partner for a period of time, um, five years, then you're eligible um, to, to compete for or to request entrance into the senior partner program. Um, so Tim Sweeney and I um, both entered the senior partner program last year and became senior partners this year. So even if the the promotion opportunity for you within Orion isn't, um, you know, hey, you were an AE and then you are a senior AE and now you're an RSM or now you're a SAM, there's a lot of opportunity to do things in the partner program um, and there's a lot of opportunity to do things within our organization. You know at the end of the day we're, we're a pretty small company and we get a lot done um, with a few people so there's always opportunities for people to step outside of their day job and help us work projects from IP to marketing and networking and there's a million different things that we're always trying to improve on within our organization so th- there's um, one, there's there's an unlimited opportunity to grow as, as an agent at Orion. Uh, and then of course the one thing we haven't mentioned is um, the, the earning potential. You know, the better you are, the more money you make. And at the end of the day, um, some people care a lot. Of, everybody that works here at Orion is is more focused on having an impact and and making good money than we are worried
2: about what our titles are today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Can, Megan, and really, yeah. Oh, go no, ahead, Meg, I was
2: just going to say, just to add to that, just to stress that, you know, I, I look at my career and, and I, you know, for the first 10 years I was either an accounting executive or a senior accounting executive. So again, it's basically the same role with, you know, some increased responsibility, but I feel like within that time period I had, you know, four different periods of, of growth where, you know, some of that might not have been a position title, um, you know, raise or promotion, but, because you're running your own business, you expand your ability within, you know, the, the, um, within your craft, you, you know, put yourself in front of an audience, um, of senior level people or land bigger contracts or bigger, um, you know, bigger opportunities. So, you know, DJ mentioned the piece of, um, you know, that what, what ultimately leads to is, you know, increased opportunity to earn more money. Um, so you, you know even within that role within Orion, because you're running your own business, you have that opportunity, I think grow within the 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 account executive role and also uh, obviously increase your earning potential,
1: yeah, so I think both of you have touched on the concept of running your own business, which I think is great, and I think would appeal to a lot of the people that you know this role that we would be seeking for this role, so Could you talk a little bit more about the concept of running your own business and what you would expect from an account executive to be able to do in order to be successful working on their own?
3: Yeah, so from a tactical standpoint, um, the the way the AE function and territory is broken down is um, an account is, is only managed by one account executive in each region. So, for example, one of my account executives manages you know Pepsi Pepsi Cola in the Northeast so no other account executive once they've been given that account no other account executive will work Pepsi in their territory Um, so when an AE starts brand new um, they're certainly not getting the prize accounts but they're we give them probably somewhere around three to five hundred businesses accounts which is three to four thousand name records or points of contact for them to go after and that's for them to cut their teeth on and learn the business and learn how to, how to, you know, run that process from cradle to grave like we discussed before. Um, very quickly in their time at Orion in the AE role, and something that I coach and mentor is that um, AE should really be identifying um, industries and becoming experts at them. You know, in the Northeast, for example, we do a ton in manufacturing. We do a lot in med device. Um ton of pharmaceutical manufacturing in the Northeast, food and beverage, energy production. So there are some industries that are that tend to be consistent and hot, if you will, in our territory. Um, so as an AE, you, you need to come in and beat your head against the wall and make phone calls all day. But at the same time, you need to start becoming an expert um, at the industries that we work in. Maybe go to trade shows. Um, you you know, send off for the trade publication in pharmaceutical manufacturing and read through those so you can become an expert and get more credible so that when you talk to people on the phone um, that are in those industries and talk to them about hiring veterans, that you have a better feel for what their needs would look like. Um, The other thing is, if a company isn't in our database being actively called, it's free game so linkedin and business journals and, and fortune and any place where you can spend some time reading um, and educating yourself there, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity you know for example we just saw um, that a company that we work with fairly regularly is building a new facility in Kentucky um, and they're gonna hire 2000 people um, so you know we can wait Six to 12 months until that facility is done, and go through the normal channels, or we identify that through a business journal, and we immediately turn and start attacking. Maybe attacking is the wrong word, but start start <laughs> calling executives and trying to learn what we can about um, what's going to happen in that facility. But more importantly, um, sell ourselves as a resource that hey, we know you're going to have to hire very quickly in, in a little bit of a rural area, so we want to be a resource for you. So when we say managing your own business, what it really means is you have a book of accounts, and it's your opportunity and responsibility to develop those accounts, and then it's your responsibility to identify other companies that would be a good match for us, and you literally have free reign. Um, Some AEs are very successful very early in their career, and some take a little while to get going. It, it's typically the ones that have that entrepreneurial spirit. They spend their free time reading and learning about business, and, and they're smart about who they call and who they go after. Um, those people ramp much more quickly than the people that just kind of blindly come in and, and hit the phone, if you will. Yeah, like that makes
1: DJ sense. Covered Thanks a lot for the explanation.
2: Of the, the DJ covered a lot of the front part of the – the managing of your business aspect which is obviously developing your book of business but on the back end there's there's a lot of responsibility on the as well as being a consultant for your clients. so if you have a company that has invested um, time in, in wanting to interview and, and hire veterans um, now it's also a responsibility to make sure we put the you know the most qualified or the, the candidate with the right experience in front of them and, and develop a plan to Deliver those candidates, and it's also the you know, kind of executive's responsibility to, to ensure that's happening as well. Or, uh, you know, another example would be if there's a you know, mismatch in salary expectations, or uh, a company's having a hard time getting candidates through the process. Um, as you know, many know it's, it's it's a little bit different interviewing a military candidate in the, the, the process, you know, due to the fact that you know, they're still stationed at their military base, etc. So Accounting executive has to manage that whole process. Um, So that's a big part of it as well, once you start developing that book of business um, to to manage the the back end of it as well.
1: Okay, yeah, sounds great. So now that we've talked a little bit about the career progression, what you're looking for in a successful candidate, um, what a typical day looks like, what do you personally enjoy the most about working for Orion?
3: Well, uh, you have to keep us on a time cap here, Megan, I, I think we both should could talk about this talk for a long time. Talk two things. Um, talk two or
1: three things.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, so we've talked about the income potential. At the end of the day, we're here because we have an opportunity to great to make great money, and and I speak for for Tim and myself. We're both greedy. Um, Tim has like a hundred kids at home that he has to be able to afford. So <laughs> um, the, the earning potential here is great. Um, I will tell you that that. Um, if I pick two things, one is um, I work I work in a company that's primarily military. So, um, as a manager and a leader within our company, um, I have a an appreciation for, a lot of respect for, and quite frankly, I learned how to lead in the military when I was in the Marine Corps, and, and I can apply a lot of those same leadership principles and traits that I learned um, because everybody that works for me that was in the military. So we we have that common bond. Um, that camaraderie that comes from being a a part of a team or a part of a unit um, and and the passion that comes with helping veterans. Um, I would say the second thing um, is just the influence and impact. Um, Both me individually, you know, as a middle manager, um, the impact that I can have on our organization. um, If I have an idea, we can take it all the way to our CEO through a quick phone call. Um, start a project and manage it start to finish and make sure that we're always making our company better. So I do feel like I'm impactful. Um, and then just a quick story, and I'll pass it over to Tim. Um, we purchased a, a civilian recruiting company last year, and one of the things that they told us when we started kind of integrating our people was that they were amazed at the access we had. And what they meant is, you know, Tim and I, who knows how many times over the, the You know, 14 and 12 years we've been here. um, We can go sit down with a Fortune 500 executive leadership team in in the top floor of some giant building in New York City um, to talk about recruiting efforts. And and there's no other business that I know of in the country, especially in recruiting, where you know just little sales guys from a small recruiting company can have access to Fortune 500 executives. So just our exposure to, to the business world has been fantastic and one of the things that I always appreciate.
2: Just to clarify, I only have four kids. They're all under eight, so they <laughs> seem like it's a million sometimes, but um, I'll give, for, for that very reason, I'll give four, I think just four basic reasons of why, you know, I've stayed here for as long as I have and why I think it's a great place. And, um, I, I think first and foremost opportunity to stay connected to the military community. Um, you know, I enjoyed my time in the military. Um, you know, obviously there's some some things being away from home that, you know, for me you know, prevented me from staying in for twenty years. But this this uh, uh, the opportunity with Orion has enabled me to stay, you know, connected with that community and, and that's something that um you know, it's been very rewarding for me personally. Um, DJ mentioned performance-based pay, an opportunity to earn. You know, one of the things that did frustrate me when I was in the military is whether you were the first rank junior officer or the, the the 15th. You know, you were at least early in your career you were getting promoted at the same time frame as, as those not performing. So, you know, instantly my my competitive background and, and just uh, you know the competitive culture that exists here at Orion. Uh, and the opportunity earn is something that's very attractive. Um, the autonomy, um, you know, I look at the Orion position, and if you, uh, especially when the account kind of side to decide, and if you, um, we talked about running your own business, but y- you know, it's it's a very different work culture and atmosphere. You, you, there's a definitely an expectation and a requirement that you put in the work. Um, you get the calls downrange, like DJ mentioned, but you're not tied to. Uh, you know, shift work or or anything along those lines if you were in, you know, let's say an operations or shift management position. Um, And last, uh, but I think probably most important is just the atmosphere. Um, DJ mentioned it quickly, we're all veterans here, so the people that we work with, I mean, here in Virginia Beach, we have an office of about, you know, give or take 20 uh, individuals that, you know, again, all former military, all have similar backgrounds. So we have that in common and, and, you know, there's, there's you know, in this type of business, there's definitely disagreements and, and things you have to talk about. But ultimately, we're you know with, with the background we have, um, the, the camaraderie that exists is, is something that's kept me here. And, and, and I'll just I'll say finish with this. You know, you've been with one organization like I have for you know now going on 13 years. The, the, there has been a number of opportunities, especially when you're in the recruiting industry, to see. All the other different types of jobs out there, um, especially other sales opportunities that um, that exist, and you know some definitely have been uh, attractive. But I, I think the combination of everything I just mentioned um, has has always kept me to say, hey, this is this is just an outstanding position and you know an outstanding opportunity for me. So um, there you go, Megan.
1: Yeah, I think those are all great selling points on the position, and even just Orion and the culture. So. That's about all the questions I have for you guys, but I did want to ask one last thing. If you had one more thing to say, whether it's advice or you know just another reason why someone should consider a position as an account executive with Orion, what would that be?
3: Um, wow, that's a lot of pressure to come up with one more thing. Um, <laughs> I would probably say, and I did, Um, You know, I was fortunate that I had a a post-military civilian job before I came to Orion. So I'm certainly not an expert on everything that's available out there in the world, um, but I did get some exposure to corporate America before I came to Orion, and I genuinely believe that you're not going to develop professionally at, at the pace that we do here working anywhere else. Um, Just the exposure we give people um, to to senior people within our client companies, um, the opportunities we give them, the training that we give them. People people grow very quickly here. Uh, Unfortunately from time to time it's not the best match for people. Um, A lot of times it's geography, you know, somebody decides that that they want to live somewhere else due to family or whatever the case is. Um, And there's people that decide to park Uh, part ways with us under good terms, they always uh, have tremendous opportunities for them out there I think because people know and and through the interview process you realize we really do develop our people quickly.
1: Very good. Tim, any last words from
2: you? Yeah, and and I think I'll probably answer the question halfway here and and partially not, but I, I think I would challenge everybody to, and look at my story of coming to an Orion conference, Thinking you're an operations background, and and then you know the process of seeing, and, and learning more about the corporate sales role, you know opening eyes to a, a new career path for me. And and I would say my recommendation or suggestion would be, really take a close look at what corporate sales is all about, whether that be through us, um, or at another uh, you know another organization. Um, really learn what a corporate sales role is, because I, I think too many individuals, especially coming out of the military, really just don't know what that role, you know, what what the, the day-to-day um, impact you have uh, on the corporate sector and the sales role um, uh, really has. So I, I would recommend, you know, really taking a close look at it.
1: Okay, great. So I think that wraps everything up for today. So Tim and DJ, thank you very much for the time today. And, you know, hopefully this will be good and enough information for anyone that's considering a interview with an account executive
0: position.
3: Thanks for the opportunity, Megan. Have a great day.
0: Thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of From the Battlefield to the Boardroom. If you would like to learn more about becoming an account executive with Orion, send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com or visit www.oriontalent.com. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we've recently launched this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. So if you enjoy listening, make sure you subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a rating. See you next time.